0: When it's time to write, you need to be able to focus on the words and nothing else. Arc Studio understands how screenwriters think. They've created screenwriting software that doesn't distract with an overloaded interface. Say goodbye to archaic, outdated screenwriting software and say hello to advanced story building features, industry standard automatic formatting, and stress-free collaboration tools that are as easy to use as Google Docs. Arc Studio is already being used by beginners and professionals alike, such as the team behind the Netflix show Arcane and David Wayne, writer-director of Wet Hot American Summer and Role Models. Plus, all of us here at Midnight Riders. Join the thousands of screenwriters who have already made the leap. Arc Studio offers a completely free plan and you can also get $30 off the pro plan if you visit the link. It's in the show notes, but I'm going to spell it out for you right now. It's arcstudio. that's Arc Studio, slash The Midnight Writers. That's 30 bucks off. I repeat, $30 off for visiting Arc Studio, arcstudio, A-R-C-S-T-U-D, dot I-O, slash The Midnight Writers. Every year, NYC Midnight hosts a high-speed, short-form screenwriting competition. For each round, you are given a random genre, theme, and character that you must incorporate into a short screenplay in a very small amount of time. My friends and I tackle it each year to varying results and degrees of success, and we document our journey via this podcast. This is the Midnight Writers. Episode six, KO. I guess I uh, I'll go first because I usually don't go first. I usually like hear everybody else and then I piggyback off of what other people say and take thoughts as my own. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> usually I'll hear what somebody else says and then I'll turn it around in my head and try to come back real smart, make it sound This
1: time own. I'll get to claim Derek's thoughts yes, for mine.
0: <laughs> then that's fine. So. For those that don't remember, including myself, I was tasked (laughs) with a fairy tale, um, and my prompts were hyperactive and a caveman. And I wrote a would-be sprawling epic adventure (laughs) in eight pages. And uh, (laughs) one of my biggest fears uh, about that script was that it was too much in too small of a space and things would get truncated and thoughts would get lost. And judging by the feedback, uh, pretty much everything I felt would be a problem was a problem. And I, I don't necessarily hate it. And because I got tons of a good view, I wish I would have, I don't know. I, th- I think the fairy tale thing kind of got me in this idea that it had to be this big story. Right. So, That's my own fault. I always get hung up on something, and this was it. Was at this time the prompts, but I did get some good feedback. Uh, I just put it in a Google Doc and you know put spaces in, and I got two pages on a Google Doc of feedback. So, the narrative arc of the story shows admirable ambition to explore such a fast, epic story world in such a short format, right? So, that's like, boy, you tried really hard, uh, sort of sentence, but yeah, like lots of a lot of good action. Well paced, um, all the stuff that I thought was good about the story, they thought was good about the story too. Um, good description, you know, all, all the stuff that I was really hanging my hat on the needs work of the two pages. The first 55% is what's good. <laughs> yeah. The rest is what's needs work. And it really is just uh, highly ambitious in scope. Why does this happen? What was given, why the skills, like things that would be explored if this were like a feature. And I think somebody actually said the word feature in here somewhere too. Yes. Uh, this would be fantastic in a feature format. In the short format, though, its emphasis means that other aspects such as character and theme are sacrificed to make space, which is true, leading to the overall story of feeling thin. And I was worried about that. Um, but I will say this, you know. We always have somebody that gets some feedback where it's like, I don't know where this is coming from. So I got, I literally, I'm looking at it. It's just about two full pages. And uh, judge number 1936, who didn't have much to say on the good, just a couple of sentences, rounds out all my feedback with this. And this is his only what needs work. Where it says the bear, the boy, and the bird run over a hilltop, This isn't quite accurate as the boy is sitting on the bear and the bird is flying. Perhaps consider rewriting this part. So the action makes logical sense.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: That's it. That's classic
1: 1936. I swear. Like totally.
0: (laughs) So if I would have used the word traverse instead of run. So the bear, the boy and the bird traverse over a hilltop. It would have made logical sense, (laughs) but because it's run over a hilltop, that's the only, that's the one thing this dude's gonna nitpick. Yeah. So,
2: so you you and I and Phil had kind of messaged back and forth a bit after we got our our feedback emails, mm-hmm. uh, and you mentioned this, but you didn't mm-hmm. mention. I don't think you mentioned the time that that was his only line of, of that's like his only feedback, work. and that's insane to like give nothing else other than that like very nitpick thing. Yes. Um, so pedantic.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> especially because I I don't we still haven't figured out exactly like uh you know how the judging actually gets scored it's like well like if you get so many like like line items or something of like things that they mentioned so like if he adds this one little thing in and that's the only thing you put in maybe that changes it from you getting to move to the next round or something like i don't know exactly how that stuff gets scored but that's to give you no other like constructive criticism to go along with that is that's insane
1: it's like the college professor who's like, I only give out two A's per semester, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then they go looking for shit to knock you down.
0: And, and his his positive was nice. The opening scene is just perfect. I enjoyed this. I love how it's a hummingbird. And then he, he made note of a specific action line. Uh, the imprisoned king lifts his bulbous head upon his flimsy neck. It's like, wow, what an image. Well done. And then he comes down to here. Or I'm saying he, it could be they come down to here and it's uh this isn't quite accurate because they're not all running.
2: Well, maybe <laughs> maybe they're required to write something. He just loved your thing overall, but he's required to give a, a feedback of something that oh. needs work, and that's all he could find.
0: That is maybe,
1: insane maybe. though, to 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 praise your your writing on all these other levels and then be like, um, actually, you know, he's like <laughs> a the guy who's like, how did they get blue milk on Tatooine when you had <laughs> yeah. to get it from, you know, like, it's like, what are you doing, man?
0: Like, it's so crazy. <laughs> it, it is very, like, uh, it technically says run, but clearly they can't run. I hope somebody got fired for this gaff, sort of thing, right? Right. <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> Scratchy or itchy uses the same rib twice to create the same, <laughs> same tone, right? <laughs> two different tones. <laughs> Clearly, this is, you know, it's like, come on, dude. Like, I, I get it. I guess you have to write something, and maybe I was the last one in your day or something like that. But that's okay though. Like, it is what it is, you know. It can't all be winners. No, but
2: I, but at least like, so you did get some stuff though that going forward, you know, if you're going to do this again next year, you have some stuff to continue to build and work
0: with. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Like, I just need to f- create smaller stories for this sort of format.
1: Yeah. I think, um, I think those kind of criticisms are, are pretty valid because you, you just, mm-hmm. you wrote a huge story. You have mm-hmm. like this, uh, and this is the kind of thing where it's like, um, It's this really good script, but it's, uh, you can tell the story wants to be bigger than the eight pages. Yeah, for sure. So, like, that's, like, a valid thing and a good jumping off point for making this, like, a bigger script. So, like, I kind of feel like that is helpful feedback or it can be really helpful feedback, you know, but it's hard to see past those those couple nitpicky (laughs) comments that you get where it's like, yeah, this isn't really being helpful at all yeah. you know to say that i i shouldn't have used the word run yeah, you know I, I like <laughs> that's just insane to me
0: yeah and not the other ones were nitpick at all they were all very much yes. script specific and like oh story story specific more than script script specific because i think i think i was really proud of how that script was written as from a technical standpoint i think it's probably the best written script i've ever done as far as like action sequences and being visual and descriptive um, and being economical with my words and fitting it all into eight pages I think is a triumph <laughs> to that but I think the the wanting to fit into the eight pages when it's clearly not an eight page story was my downfall so uh,
1: I had the uh let's see it was a, a wake-up call a nutritionist and uh, what was the third thing Keith you and I were in the same group
2: um drama oh it was a drama yeah and then oh oh, it's a
1: drama the genre yeah
2: yeah Um, and then wake up call and nutritionists
1: were the uh two prompts yeah um so i had uh i wrote ships which is just about a phone call it is the wake up call uh from the front desk clerk bert to kim who is a nutritionist staying in the hotel and it is just a conversation that they have it's it's kind of a uh I guess, Seinfeld show about nothing kind of uh, character study uh, drama. I enjoyed what I wrote because I just sort of enjoy writing dialogue. So for me, it was just very satisfactory. And a lot of the feedback I got kind of reflected that I got a lot of good, um, good stuff saying, uh, yeah, this is a good, this is an interesting idea. This is interesting execution to only, uh, show one side of it to just have this be a single conversation. Um, one of the judges really liked the uh, the ending where they just barely miss each other in the lobby. Um, and I got uh, let's, this ambitious piece keeps action focused. Uh, yada yada uh, decisions establish a tightrope upon which a key actor can show off their skills. Maximize page space, and a lot of that was just kind of focused on like this is a good premise if it's executed well, which I think we all kind of know. A lot of these short, these short film kind of scripts are very idea based, and of course they all kind of depend on execution. I think. Mm
2: I mean that that not even just the short scripts. That's like most of what Hollywood puts out. I mean,
1: we've all seen movies that you go, "Oh, this this is really bad," but you you can kind of pick apart, like it's not the writing like this, this went sideways Mm -hmm. somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then I got the, some pretty decent feedback on uh, what needs work. Uh, But I got, I got a really kind of, I got some people really hung up on like the logic of this movie. Mm. I had a judge who was really concerned about Bert's job performance because he seemed to be spending too Mm -hmm. long on one phone call. Um, and, and they, they were, uh, um, let's see Bert's goal is a little less clear because presumably he has to make a lot of other calls. So the time he spends talking to Kim is compromising his job, address this logical point And Bert's character will become more realistic. Um, and it just, I, I just kind of thought like, that's a really weird thing to get hung up on, you know, but weird.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> especially like in. Like, especially now, like like a more modern time and stuff like that. How many people actually get wake up calls? Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like it is a, uh, <laughs> it is sort of a bygone thing. Yeah.
2: Um, and so he probably doesn't have, he probably doesn't have a whole laundry list of wake up calls to make, or maybe that was his last one of the morning. Or
0: it could, there's it could be the only one at that time. It could yeah. Be also, I worked at a hotel uh, for a short while and yeah, if he had them, you just, so they were usually scattered throughout mm-hmm. the morning. You know, I like, like to
1: think that whoever left that is also like they have a day job as a hotel manager, <laughs> <laughs> and they, they're yeah. really, really upset about uh, Bert uh, just wasting time at the desk talking to <sighs> guests. But um, this
2: reminds me of
1: this employee that we just let go. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, real and, uh, God,
2: <laughs> like, no, you can't. All the, these all the feedback is
1: a performance review, and yeah, um, you know, just like this is yeah. why you're getting passed over for promotion. These kind of things. Um, I had some. I had somebody uh, compare this to my dinner with Andre, uh, in that it is like you know, kind of like the bottle episode, the the, the singular conversation that happens, um, which was kind of the point to do that sort of uh, indie movie. Like, oh, we're going to make this conversation, but it's so much easier to do in an in eight page, an uh, eight page kind of truncated form uh for a phone call that's supposed to be short anyway otherwise clearly bert's going to lose his job um but uh yeah a lot of the negative feedback was focused on like uh we didn't really get any emotional depth we have you know there wasn't time to really care about the characters uh somebody was concerned about there wasn't enough backstory we don't we don't figure out why kim's on a trip by herself uh and and why Bert uh is lonely and I I'm just sort of like that's kind of not the point I was going for but um yeah I don't know I I, I kind of felt like I wrote something that was you're not meant to know these characters super well it's supposed to be that thing where you just sort of like you meet them you understand this is a moment in time that you know when you meet somebody and everything's perfect because you don't know them very well yet and uh and that was enough, but, um, it, I think really bothered some people, um, that, cause that was a lot of the, the negative feedback that I felt was, um, maybe a little more well earned than somebody nitpicking a, the job performance of a fictional character.
0: <laughs> I also find it interesting that somebody would question why a woman would be traveling by herself. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I thought so too. I I didn't <laughs> think it was that strange that somebody would go on a trip by themselves. I'm like,
0: people now do that how'd all the time. she get out of that kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> no you know, come on.
2: But-, but also, like, I mean, the point of of the thing is, it wasn't so much like, oh, we're like the whole backstory of these people. Like, what were they doing before they got there? It's yeah. are in this moment. They've made a connection, and you're building up, and you're like, oh, they're gonna get to meet and then the door closes, and you don't get it, and. Bam, that kind of catches you there at the end of, oh, like, they've missed this, like, opportunity as well. And that's what you should be more concerned about is, like, in the moment, not, why is she traveling alone? Why is he wasting company time talking to somebody for too long? Like, also, the other comment is uh, with the person saying, like, he has other calls. Maybe they are, they have done this industry before. Because I would imagine at some point in time, there is somebody who, like, when you call him a wake-up call, they do talk to you for a little bit. Oh, like yeah. they're just a, like they're bored and lonely and they want to talk for a little bit to somebody. And that's why they schedule the wake up call. I'm sure that adds to happen sometime.
1: That's uh, that's kind of the point of it, is that these are two lonely yeah. people who are are connecting with each other. And it's just sort of like, Yeah, I don't I don't really care what Bert did before he came to work or you know, all of these. I got some similar feedback I remember last year, uh with the limo driver script where uh, some of the feedback was like, well, how did Ernie end up driving the limo? And it's like, well, the, I don't know. He, he took a job driving a limo. Yeah. How do any of us end up in the crap jobs that we end up in? Like, I just, <laughs> I, I, I'm just kind of like I, the, the, the hyper focus on some of the details that, <laughs> that aren't intended to matter on, on some of the judgment is um, it's a little baffling to me because I just, I can see being curious and wanting to know more about a character, but like, you know, it's not really pivotal to the story that's being told.
3: Mm-hmm. If these judges were patient, they just wait till next summer when Disney plus has all these backstories.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I can't wait for Bert season one to come out. <laughs> and We can, we can find <laughs> out about all the calls he made. Fills and, in gaps, yeah.
2: yeah. And the season finale is, is what you wrote. Kim, him talking, yeah, that's to right at the end, yeah, 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 him and Kim, and then it that's how it ends at the end of season one of Bert's
1: hashtag justice for Bert. Uh, mm-hmm. don't forget to spread <laughs> that around on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe you're on something there, Zach, because it, I feel like whether we want it or not, we get the backstory fully fleshed out of every side character of every franchise. Mm -hmm. uh whether it warrants it or not so there are no unanswered questions in the media a lot of people watch (laughs) it's
3: a major problem
2: it (laughs) really is
1: (laughs) i'm so bothered by it
2: i mean i you know disney's only doing like six episodes at a time so it's a little bit hard to like do those like side quest episodes but man netflix there's they guarantee at least one of those in everything that they do Where like they build you up and then they go on a complete side quests tell you about some one of the other characters and things and it has sometimes nothing to do with they just bring you right back then and right where you were at and it has nothing to do with the rest of the storyline that they're putting together it's like okay you have time to do that because you have a 12 episode season not eight pages of something
0: that's called a backdoor pilot my good man Uh, (laughs) no i remember like 100 years years ago ago there was no
2: but, but i'm saying like they give you the ones where like they're they're giving you background on certain people in the show but it has no it's not like a backdoor pilot it's just they're they're doing like an extra episode to go through extra stuff because they have to fill in 12 to 14 episodes they're they're usually pointless they're not
3: like it's like uh it's play. like in ted Lasso season two like i i love that show where they had to add those two episodes the christmas one and the one with uh, coach beard because they needed two extra episodes <laughs> yeah
2: and that. Yeah, that's the, that's the kind of, not, not like something where I would expect a spin-off. I'm talking like, they, it's just, they've dived in, they go down a quick other direction for a bit, and then they come back through, and you're like, well, okay, you didn't advance the current story or anything with that. You just brought us right back to where we were, and I didn't care that much about that character to begin with.
1: Yeah, it's like 90% of Stranger yeah. Things is just weird side quests that go nowhere, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, somehow we all end up back on the same track. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember like 10 years ago, there was like a fake movie poster someone made and it was like trash can droid, a star Wars story. And, and and, like, like people were clowning on it then, but it's like, no, I think we're really close to really getting that thing now. Like, Uh like something that ridiculously (laughs) (laughs) out there, like it's not a joke anymore. Um, And I, I do think that might now that we're talking about I think that may have something to do with with people looking at short film scripts and not understanding that like, yeah, a short film doesn't have time for a bunch of backstory. Like, but they people are just so programmed to have everything filled in for them that um they kind of can't let it go.
2: Yeah. But then that that becomes something where like if you're running the competition that you have to explain to people like, "Hey, this is a short film thing, not a full like fully fleshed out movies or series of stuff. So like, you know, we want to know everybody else of, of a backstory of the people and how they got to where they're at. Well, it's eight pages that they're working with. They're not writing everything out. There's not room for a, for a prologue.
1: Yeah. But overall, overall, just to close mine out, I thought my feedback was, was decent, but kind of, going in I had a script I I was fairly proud of what I had written I wrote it for myself and uh you know I didn't really feel like I had any apologies to make uh for things that other people didn't appreciate out of that I kind of I you know I stand by uh what I wrote and I um those judges can go to hell. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but like, uh, I, I just, I I feel like there was, there was uh, some valid points in there, but I still, um, you know, I, I don't know how much they're going to inform what I write uh, in the future. Uh, as far as like short scripts, I don't, I don't really feel like I need to flesh out a whole bunch more than what I did for the story I was telling.
2: I, I will say that like the other thing, Phil, because then, you know, you also have the ability only to write stuff, but then, to also illustrate everything um I, I do like the idea of this one that you put here uh being like an illustrated like a a short you know like a short little you know comic of it with like a lot of panels like just where like you just see maybe like you know from like nose down of bert and nose down of kim so you never actually fully see them as they're talking back and forth and you get like little you know little alternating panels yeah. of like clips of like things throughout the the hotel you know, somebody over at the buffet while they're still just talking back and forth with each other. Like
1: for for this one, I thought there that could be more interesting. But a lot of my stuff, it is just like so talky. Even the stuff I did last year, um, that it kind of you know when it comes down to like, oh, I'm going to draw this, and it's like, well, I'm just going to have like, you know, ten pages of people standing around talking to each other. Like, there's going to be like nothing visual on like a comic page that I think uh, it would be what uh, Greg Shiegel, uh, who's a comic creator, he calls them like sad diner comics. This, these like indie books from like the nineties where it was just like kind of uh, black and white comic books of these hipsters sitting around diners talking mm-hmm. about their lives. And it was just sort of like, yeah, it's kind of cool and, and they're kind of fun to make in short form uh, once in a while. Yeah. I don't know how interesting that would be. Uh, whereas I did, I did draw uh, something for Derek of, of his script. Uh, just a quick illustration where I'm like, mm-hmm. I could see, I could see sort of some of these scripts that have come across so the stuff mouse mm-hmm. and Weens wrote last year, that big fantasy story. Like, like some of this stuff, like would make some really good kind of short form comics. If we could, you know, like readapt and, and, and pivot the format a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, read some of these in these last couple of years of doing it that that i'm like you know this would make a great short film or this would make a great comic book
2: i could really visualize what you had put together there of yeah me too
1: oh, that's cool i yeah. i appreciate that i appreciate that um see that's good that's good feedback for me because it's like oh okay i did communicate this clear enough that other people were kind of seeing the same thing
2: mm mm-hmm. Um, so you and I, we had the same, uh, we we're in the same group and uh, we had the same judges. Uh, all three judges like really gave me really good positive marks and basically all said like the same exact things. Um, they liked the relationship and the conflict conflicts that come up, you know, and, and continuing to build up the ceiling falling immediately after Milo gets out of the bed is a fantastic symbol, a moment of realization for him. Um, all these type of things. Uh, so they, they were all on board the, the same way. In fact, I, again, this is where it comes out to, I, I really want to know like the way that they actually put these judges, the judging stuff together, because they were very glowing comments in, in the first part. And all three of them were right on the exact same page uh, with all, all of those things. Um, you know, they, they all found Milo sympathetic, uh, all these different things there. Uh, from the need, needs work, so this is the first time in the three years that we've done this that I actually really found something that uh, I will actually work on for the future. They said the details of the world. one said the details of the world are very well imagined, but there's so many that they slow down the read, cut back on the essentials that are presented. Like, I don't need to explain everything that's going on in the hotel room. like, uh, like I don't have to describe everything in the hotel room. The other one is uh somebody says the story takes several pages to get going and to reach the uh, the inciting incident um but they said like uh camera work like i don't have to give as much camera direction um it, it's only if it's vital to the storytelling and leave it in which uh i you know i kind of like each time that i used the camera in it the camera did the same thing it spun all the way around you know it went and it kind of showed the entire room before stopping back on a door where then somebody walked in um so I, I thought i was at least keeping it kind of going in like the same use for all of that the weird ones though that i got was somebody want to know how he like why he got this file or like why it wasn't supposed to be in his folder and i thought that was pretty easily explained um but then like they also said it's not yet clear what milo's history with the company is would be helpful for the viewer to have a better understanding of how long he's been working there if he's ever done a similar type of pitch or had doubt in any other products the script starts off with him like people saying hello to him he is the keynote speaker at a thing and right the and and his his boss's father in law is like you're the best of the best for marketing like you know, you do this all the time. It's great. Seems all very well set up and established in there. So maybe this is the same exact judge that like just wants more backstory. They love a good backstory on everything.
1: And I also don't think that's necessary to like the dilemma that Milo's in, yeah. you know, like, yeah, he's there. He's high in the company. Does it really matter how long he's been there? Yes. History, you know, with his family and, you know, it just, I don't know. There's so much, there's so much uh, uh negative feedback that just isn't relevant to anything in all of these scripts. I think.
2: Yeah. I mean, I get it. like, did some did another whistleblower slip the files to him? Well, okay. You're looking a little too deep there. Somebody dropped right. off the last minute files from the review and they forgot to like, take this part out that he didn't, wasn't supposed to see. It wasn't supposed to go that deep into it, but I did like the fact that they told me about, you don't have to describe everything. And uh, also just cut down on trying to use like uh, camera direction. In fact, the one thing says, you know, just leave it up to the cinematographer. And, and so I like, those are two things that I'm always worried about is like describing enough of what's in the scene and also trying to like explain how the camera is supposed to move and stuff. So if I, I can pull back on those things that obviously that gives me more room to write actual details or more dialogue uh i did i did so on the forums i did get feedback from a few people uh on there and one person said they liked it and they're like they mentioned that i should have had because the name of the thing is thanks austin and i say that at the end of the thing but they're like you should have had people say thanks austin more throughout the like should have been repeated a couple different times maybe throughout the thing where you could because then it really kind of sticks at the end. And I, I kind of felt silly for not thinking of that in the first place myself. Um, so I did like that feedback that I got from somebody else that was in the competition and not just the uh, the judges that we had.
0: I don't necessarily understand that feedback, but. uh,
2: Well, I mean, cause that's like, I, that's kind of like what uh, I end the line on. Thanks Austin. Uh-huh. And I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think the character says thanks Austin at any other time but that it would be like been, a
1: rule of three kind of thing. Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. It would have been a nice little thing to, to string everything together is him saying that. However, one judge says they forgot that Austin was the name of the character. So they were confused at the end when he says, thanks Austin. They're like, they'd t- completely forgotten who that was. <laughs> he talks to him on the very page yeah. before. <laughs> so if you can't remember from page seven to page eight, what somebody who somebody is in the thing, uh, it like there's dialogue and everything for the guy. can't remember that that's a problem you know overall in your reading of the scripts and they're all bleeding together at one time because you read them all in one night or something i don't know but yeah it's uh yeah but overall i i'm i'm focusing more on the fact that i'm i'm not as upset this year at feedback (laughs) as I was last year (laughs) because because i did get
0: very upset (laughs) (laughs) when somebody when
2: it seems like when it seems like somebody only read like three of the eight pages yes i am a little bothered by it however I got things that I can actually use for future years, which is not something I've gotten in the past. Like, I, I didn't get anything that was very much useful to how to change uh, the writing, uh, you know, for any other future screenplays I do.
0: I, I will say that the one piece of feedback you mentioned, I, I agree with as to where that file came from.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was just supposed to. It was just randomly. Somebody forgot that,
0: but then then it becomes very serendipitous and coincidental.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Where, like in a story, like you you try to avoid quinky dink, and everything should have a purpose, right? So Mm. uh, that'd be the only one I would agree with. Because I remember when I read it the first time, I was like, "Where'd this? Where'd this thing come from?" (laughs) Right? But uh, it's just like okay, and and I and I think in my mind, I'm like, well, the intent is is it was accidental. but if i have to piece that together or if the reader has to piece together maybe they don't piece it together as generously as somebody else might right so
2: yeah and again i I'm, I'm sitting there looking at the comments going well okay i know exactly what's going what was going through my head and i'm writing this yeah how, how do you not see this but yeah, yeah i can uh, there's a few too. things here and there that that make sense but yeah like i think each one of us got like that at least one comment where you're like what
0: yeah <laughs> like, but yeah. I, I'm, it was
2: pretty plain and simple what's going on here <laughs>
0: But but I agree when, and you just said it, Keith. When you're writing it, you know, and and I th- I think that was part of my problem last year, or maybe the year before. I can't remember. And, I, and that's always been my goal every year. And I think I've said it last year, and I said it this year at the beginning. And my goal was to to make sure that I was very obvious with w- with my intentions and everything, uh, because even though that like. I and and I still failed miserably on this round with that because I tried to do way too much and way too little space and the things that you have to omit for the sake of space. Like the it's the competition more than it is than the skill. Like the and then same thing in this one. The rules of the the competition become a hurdle within their own right, right? Not just the, not just the three prompts. Save the three prompts, and then you have. The crazy time crunch. And then you also have the rules of like, if it was like, well, you know, if it, it could be six to 12 pages, right. Then you probably more, more people would probably do better at it. Right. I
2: and your rather. bird would still be running instead of flying. Sure.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> after he wrote that, I, I pictured my little bird, like I wanted to draw a picture of the three of them running in a line <laughs> running a little, just a the little, silhouettes uh, on a hill, you know, a
2: little hummingbird just running along. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I think ov- overall it was pretty successful, even though none of us advanced or mm-hmm. even got honorable mentions, I think it's fine. You know, it's crazy. So my group had, I want to say 15 people submit scripts on the forums for like reader feedback and stuff like that.
2: After Yeah, you just got a lot of activity.
0: Only one of those scripts was uh, in the top three in an honorable mention. And it was an honorable mention only one.
2: Oh yeah, well. Yeah. I think two of the three that moved on in uh Phil and my group, I were not on the forums. Um the third one about the uh the competitive eater guy, that one moved on. Oh yeah. Um and so but I didn't recognize the other names. And then the honorable mention had like three or four names of other ones I had read through. Yeah. Uh on on there.
0: And what's wild is the one the one in my group that Went through it's like oh it's pretty good but i thought the story was a little scrambled and i couldn't follow it all that well but once again that's the reader reader mm-hmm. error i guess
3: so uh, i've got a question for you all which which of the short scripts did you enjoy the most working on of these of the two this year well round one i
2: i'm not a big drama person so round one i i enjoyed a lot more even though drama and suspense could really fall like easily kind of crisscross each other i
3: Mm-hmm.
2: you know, I suspense leads to I don't know for some reason leads to I guess maybe a darker area than the normal drama stuff. You know, that a guy almost die. Um, but I I I much more enjoyed those characters than I did the the ones that I put together for this
1: second one. Uh I'm uh I'm sorry, I have to look up what I did earlier this year. Um <laughs> oh, I did the comedy one. one. Yeah. 6 I months the, ago. What I did, did I write? Exactly. I did the the uh, the interview with a woman who lives in a bird's nest. Yeah. And, uh, I think I had more, I think I had more fun with that one, uh, just cause it was, I, I felt like that was more like free form, just silliness, but I don't know. I kind of, uh, my second one, I, I, I ended up pretty proud of that one because I didn't think I could write drama either. I think I turned in something pretty good. But I I think just if if we're talking about just like the process of it, I, I enjoyed writing my my earlier one a little bit more because I put just like weird local commercial parodies <laughs> in there and just I, I don't know. I I had a lot more fun uh with that one. But then again, like I you run into the thing where like Keith, you were talking about like, oh, it made sense in my head. Like I get I got really nervous about like showing somebody like intentional comedy like that because in my brain it's really funny um mm-hmm. and then you're just sort of like someone else could just as easily look at that and go that's the dumbest shit i've ever seen in my life you know like <laughs> that's that's just like the the risk of doing comedy i think but
2: get a judge that doesn't like uh doesn't like parody commercials yeah exactly yeah.
1: <laughs> so subjective
2: i did he do one but he did multiple he checks. did multiple and i can't ones. stand these things <laughs> Which me, I in reading that first script, I love a good fake commercial. So reading them, Damn I was like, too. oh, this is great. I like making <laughs> up
1: fake companies and stuff. I mean, it's good stuff. How about you, Derek? Hmm. The proxy marriage? Did you enjoy writing the proxy marriage prompt?
0: No, not not particularly. I hate to pin my problems on the prompt, but it definitely was the prompt was that like derailed me in that first one. But I still was able to claw my way. I don't way think through. that derailed
1: you. I really like that script, man. Yeah. I really like as much as you're like, oh, that uh, you know that really hamstrung me. Uh, you know, I I think despite that, you really turned in a really interesting western. Yeah, it's not easy to make an interesting western. You know, like <laughs> if, if you see kind of the same thing over and over, and I I really like that
0: i think it did okay with it and and you know what's what's funny is a lot of the the feedback from that one almost mirrors some of the feedback from the second one uh where like motivations weren't clear there was would have been better with another page sort of thing Um,
2: right (laughs) would have been better with another page i don't make the rules you guys could yeah that's that's
1: (laughs) the thing that kills me about like oh this is too short it's like you tell us
0: how long yeah. we can make <laughs> I, I was told eight pages so I went all the way to the, the last inch
2: so I know like Phil last year yours you you didn't in round one you didn't use all 12 pages I didn't I, no, I didn't
1: yeah um and I still don't know if that was the right thing to do mm-hmm. or not but I just basically had the story told that I wanted to tell
2: because mm-hmm. I'm curious I like if almost like if the competition like it would be about like round one like anywhere from nine to 13 pages is so like to get done or like 10 like giving somebody like a range like in the second one you know seven to nine pages that way you because re- I, I and part of it i guess is how well can somebody edit down their script but also like one extra page may change a ton of what somebody can do with something here and like in the second round especially when you get to the 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 next round, where you, you have even less, like having like a little flexibility in how many pages somebody could have, you could get like maybe so much of a better product out of somebody than forcing them to like narrow it down into like one like amount of pages.
1: I thought you were gonna say, I wish they had a rule so that if you only use ten pages, you could give me carry your over other two. two. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, carry over. That'd be great. Yeah. Or get or gift them to somebody like. Um, but no, I, I mean, they do, I guess, technically have a range because it's, it's, it's a maximum of 12 pages. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you could turn in a one page script if you really wanted to, i I don't know that I'd recommend that, Man, but like,
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest props to anybody if they could have done each round and continue to move on by doing a one page script for each round. Well, be,
1: that'd be something. Yeah. But, I just uh, don't think
0: it's possible. I mean, if
1: you could aim a little bit lower and go, well, okay, I'm going to do this in 10. And then if you need that extra page, I guess that's, that's an approach you could take to it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. but I, I know what you're saying. I think when they, if someone gives you a range that's sort of like, built into the rules then i think you have an idea that you have more flexibility even though you still have a the same maximum number of pages Mm -hmm. yeah uh
2: overall so zach and i so i mean we've been talking about you know i guess like overall how we felt through the second round but um from like you had kind of similar feedback from the first round uh is this something you would do again next year
3: oh yeah definitely i would love to do this again I might actually enter, like, other competitions more often, too. <laughs> well, these guys have another one coming up in September, I think. Oh, dude. I'll have to check that out, definitely. But, yeah, it, this is a ton of fun. It was a great reason to write, again. Uh, it was also, like, even though it took forever, it was exciting, like, waiting for feedback. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It was definitely enjoyable.
0: Yeah, and it's way different than other screenplay competitions where you're usually submitting completed work, right? Or that you've been pouring over for however long, you know. It's as many pages as you want and it's as you've worked on it for as long as you want. This is very, I don't know, spur of the moment off you know, can you can you develop something within a week, you know, or five days or 24 hours or whatever. I think it's yeah.
1: Well it's not like one of those uh competitions that's promising like a development deal. Oh, yeah, or does. something like that where it's really like they're just looking for cheap talent you know what i mean like it's mm-hmm. the the contest model of basically exploiting writers <laughs> like they here they're not like oh we're going to make your script or anything like that it's just sort of like a uh for me it's like a personal challenge mm-hmm. you know can i can i do this and 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 hit the mark in this really abbreviated time frame
0: yeah <laughs> It's like running a marathon or something, right? Like no marathon. Yeah, but it's like running
1: a marathon while you're still going to work and, yeah. you know, living your regular life too.
0: But like if if you run the local marathon, right, the the Midnight Riders marathon or half marathon that happens every year or whatever, it's not like we're saying, well, the winner goes to the Olympics or something like that. Right. Nothing <laughs> <Right>. like that.
3: <laughs> it's funny because I keep getting e- emails this month from a um, Big Break competition, and their mm-hmm. whole thing is like, uh, if you enter, it's like a, a full pilot episode or a, a full screenplay. It's like, you may get the chance to work with with like famous people, like And Dowd. It's such a strange actor to pick, kind of like all the <laughs> who? <actors. laughs> she's, she's Patty in The Leftovers. Oh my <laughs> oh, goodness! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> weird, like they've sent me like five or six every week. Is it a is it different actor or actress every single time they no, email it's, you? It's been and out like oh. every time <laughs> because there was one person that won like last oh. year or two years ago. They actually got to have their their script made into a show, I guess.
0: <laughs> That's interesting. I, and I've thought about that too. Not necessarily that sort of competition, but boy, I've just been mulling over stories for so many years and pluck and plot away at absolutely nothing and achieve nothing out of it. it's like should i I need to finish that screen the screenplay or the Mm -hmm. great. you know like the people that always like i'm writing a novel right uh you gotta write it right so maybe this is the year that this i'm i am catapulted into writing out that screenplay and polishing it up and several drafts and being done and submitting it the last hour to somebody but you know
1: let me let me ask you this though do you do you get enjoyment out of writing do you enjoy like the process of writing yeah
0: i actually do or is
1: it just like an i hope i can sell something like
0: no um long gone are the 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 notions that uh i could do something like that and sell it like if it happens cool but like It's not like that. Would those were the dreams of a younger man and a, an a, unrealistic uh, view of the world, right?
1: Um, oh, the, the heady days of idealism. Yeah, yeah. you know, weren't they, weren't they great?
0: Yeah, I, I wish I could tap into the energy sometimes, but I've always been like that, though. Like I'm, I'm real like revving the engines, but as soon as like the green light hits, like car stalls, right? And I just can't get off the the, the start line half the time. And then before I can even do that, I'm already thinking of another race I can run in or whatever. Like, you know, it's just, it's just, eh, it's just what it is. This?
1: I think I do. I, I do think that, that just writing the thing, whether mm-hmm. you, whether you sell it or not, you know, like I, I, this is all based on the idea that once someone's dead, anyone can make up anything and it's not disputed, but like, supposedly like John Hughes just wrote screenplays that he knew would never be produced. He knew sure. he just, he had so many story ideas and he had to get them out. And he loved writing that he just had piles of unproduced screenplays that he'd written in his files around his office and stuff. And I just, I I love that idea of just loving to do the thing so much that, I mean, it's easy when you are actually producing, (laughs) you know, when that's your job, you know, and you're just doing it anyway. But like, there's just something really cool about writing because you love to write and hopefully you can sell something. Yeah. Um, but, but you, I know so many people who want to sell something, but they don't want to write. And and yeah. it just is like, well, you got to do the work and then, Oh, I hate the work. And it's like, well, you're probably <laughs> pursuing the wrong career. Then. Like yeah. it's, <laughs> it just, you, got, you got to love to do it. If, if that's what you want to accomplish. Yeah,
2: I think I think one thing I, that I really, you, regardless of what the feedback is, like whether I think it's a little nitpicky or it's something that useful and all, uh, and what helps me the most out of this is I'm getting feedback from people who don't know me. They don't know anything about me. They right. never met me, and they're letting me know, hey, we really dug the ideas that you put together here. Here are some things that you should work on if you want to do this stuff again. But we like like the basics of what you put together here, because like I mean. You guys give me some good feedback and all, but you guys are still my friends, so you're gonna be a little easy on me. My mom wants to read them. I haven't let her read them yet because she's not. All she's (laughs) gonna do is say she loved it, whether she liked it or not. She's (laughs) gonna love it, and and so I like the fact that I'm getting, like especially the first round, like actually winning the heat and stuff like that. Like that's like a big confidence boost as far as like how I feel about writing stuff or letting people see any other projects that I'm working on or that I would work on because I know. Okay, well I've actually got some people who don't know anything about me have told me that, Hey, this is pretty good. It's not great, but you know, you got something that you could work with. Uh, and and I like that aspect of this whole thing.
1: Sure. I've gotten more rejection letters this year and job rejections and things like that than ever in my life. But uh, uh, you know, you know, the feedback coming is, is honest, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I get the value in that.
0: Yeah. There is a Twitter thread, a brief thread, but, Uh, the original author answered a bunch of questions at Rachel Weatherly. uh, The original tweet was, I am a screenplay contest reader for the first time. And just let me say that, 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 wow, I'm never doing this again. (laughs) That was, there was original tweet and then people, Oh, care to elaborate. And she would say something apart from subjecting yourself to some gross premises and descriptions It's frustrating to read a script with a solid premise, but it's confusing. And then one that's well-written, but boring. It's hard, unpaid work. And then she had another one that,
1: where is it? Is it about relying on a contest to make your dreams come true?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah, this is why I would not rely on a contest to make your dreams come true. It does happen for some people, but it's playing the lottery or assuming the right people look at comp results.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: The little success I've had getting meetings came from networking and querying. Yeah, I think there's some I think there's some interesting insight into that. Uh, i I really like <laughs> that she calls out gross premises and mm-hmm. descriptions because when you stop and think about it, like this is a contest that's open to anybody with, I don't know, 50 bucks. I don't remember what the entry fee is, but it's like, you know, any lunatic with any perverse thought in their brain can (laughs) write anything and turn it in. Even if it doesn't meet the criteria and somebody's going to read it. Yep. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like (laughs) there's, there's gotta be some really interesting things that come across people's desks.
0: And I think there are people that do it just to fuck with somebody, right? Like, (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to write the craziest thing.
1: Well, that would not surprise me at all. In in the world of trolls we live yes. in, yes, like-
0: <laughs> that's part of it. But I also think there are people that have poured over something and written something, particularly like a standard screenplay contest competition where you're just submitting your feature or whatever, right? That have poured hours and hours into something, and they feel that it is their, this is their magnum opus. They're going to turn this in, and this is what it's and it's and. It's, gross and it's just disgusting and the premise is something that you wouldn't even talk about uh, you wouldn't bring up in mixed company and if somebody brought it up and you didn't know what it was you might be embarrassed right but they don't see it as that because they have some weird social disorder where they don't see that sort of thing right like what's the big deal it's just you know I can't, I don't even want to like spew out words.
1: We're back um, to talking about Rob Zombie and how it's like, it's all shock value.
0: Yes. You yeah, know? But, yeah. but
1: when he talks about it, he talks like he's making like the highest form mm. of art because it's hard to look at. And
0: mm-hmm. it's like,
1: that's not the same thing. <laughs> like I, You know, and, and it, yeah, I I get what you're saying. It's about disturbing people and calling that like, well, uh, it's hard to digest. It must be art.
0: You You, you just don't get it. No, right. sorry, I, I, I don't. Get it I don't understand.
2: I don't understand you. You, you see, you think there's something odd about a cross-dressing beekeeper who murders people? I, I don't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is an intervention, Keith. Yeah. yeah, but
0: I think there's definitely that, and I think people are forced to do it. And, late boy, I'll, I'll tell you what. When I was, when I was regularly taking like improv classes and. Doing things with improv people. There's some weirdos in improv, and maybe I need to hold the mirror up. And maybe I don't. But <laughs> there was one guy. There's one guy. He's always talking about his novel. He's right. I wrote another 500 pages. You know, I'm just like, Great. I'm like, I guarantee, just because I know what that spewed out of that dude's mouth, and I know his age was like 22, uh, I guarantee it was disturbing for the sake of disturbing. Sure. Right. It's like, you just don't get it. Why, like, why are you upset at these words? Everybody says everybody says these words all the time. Well, no, they don't. Um, here's another thing that was on her thread. Somebody asked, honest question, can you write off something if it doesn't work for you after 10 to 15 pages? Or do you have to read the whole piece? And then she said, this is a unique one. And then I only judged the first act. So she, I don't know if it was like a first act judge or whatever. Uh, first act. Uh, I committed to reading the entirety of the submission but there were deaf moments I wanted to quit on page five. The biggest issue was clarity. The writer might've answered who wants what, but the why was constantly missing. And I think, I think that's true. Like, you know, they say like the first 10 pages of your script are make or break, right? If you want mm-hmm. somebody to read it, if you're going right. to continue reading it. And uh, I think that's big, right? I don't know.
1: I think so. I think there's a lot of stuff in here about, you know, just clarity. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, someone in in here is saying I used to read for contests. It's hard not to edit as you go along and some need an exhausting amount of edit, you know, like,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: I, I imagine a lot of that is like people putting so much detail and, you know, like you, we you used to hear things about like Alan Moore comic no. scripts, just having like <laughs> exhausting <laughs> amounts yeah. of, of detail in there because he wanted to kind of dictate how everything got drawn. And it's just sort of like, yeah, I I get it. You know, like and, and if you're tasked with reading these all day long and, and people are just pouring, I'm sure not in something like what we're doing where it's like, you know, 10 pages. Mm-hmm. But if you're reading like full screenplays in some of these contests, I, I just can't imagine some of the some of the minutiae you have to pour over with some of this stuff.
0: And then one last one before we wrap up here, she said. I can't remember what the the context was, but she goes, yeah, absolutely. It has also shown me that maybe I should stop submitting the contests altogether. (laughs) These are imperfect systems driven by imperfect, sometimes hangry people like me who aren't real industry gatekeepers. Now, with that said, you guys want to do this again next year? (laughs) (laughs) I was the one that stuck out
3: I, the most to be it, but I'm still definitely down. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I I I like the challenge of this contest, and I yeah. you know yeah. I don't know what the prizes are. I don't expect anything. I didn't expect to make it past the first round, but I enjoy doing this, and I've I've really enjoyed doing it with with the group. I've enjoyed yeah. you know Keith and Derek, you guys last year in Mouse and Weens, Zach, you and Austin joining this year, uh, having these these meetups to where we can discuss this stuff this way. I I think it's been great. It's, it's, it's been great to be part of a writing group where we're having these discussions.
3: Yeah. Like uh, I would say like, if, if, it was, if it was just me, I would probably like bail <laughs> like last minute, like every time probably.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people who do do that. Yeah,
0: that's what you're saying. Didn't you say you were going to bail? I can't remember. I mean, me? That was me, yeah. <laughs> that first round. That I
3: thing. know, I, I thought about it, definitely, mm-hmm. like the stress started to get to me before the week was even I remember later. you saying that, yeah. yeah.
0: The Midnight Writers are Phil and Austin Rude, Keith Galla, Zach Jackson, and myself, Derek Glasscock. Phil Rude is a comic artist, writer, and podcaster. Find his work at philrude.com, and you can listen to his podcast, The Picture Show, wherever podcasts are found. Austin Roode is an artist, writer, D and D player, and educator. He lives at home where he watches and reviews movies with his dad on the Picture Show, which you can find on your podcatcher of choice. Keith is an all-around good chap who hosts "That Was Great, Wasn't It?" and is one-third of the Monster Hunters podcast. Find him online on Twitter at kg3030 and at How Great Was That. Zach is a writer and video editor. Find some of his other podcast work at geekrising.com and follow him on Twitter at bossrossjackson and on Instagram at Boss underscore Ross underscore Jackson. As for me, I'm one of the co-hosts of the Monster Hunters podcast where we take an unserious deep dive into everyone's favorite sitcom about a Frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family. You can also find me on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine sort of approach to the <laughs> to the commission. I mean it's also
2: redemption because the stupid judge from the year before that fills yeah, right that, on point with it. Man, no I just I didn't want I didn't about. want to go with it. Why spend all that money on a piranha tank? I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, maybe because that's... he because he could. Well, I thought he was over it. Sorry. I spoke too soon. Yeah. Well it's you all, did that on all purpose, back.
2: I am <laughs> You know what? I'm uh, going into the season. I was 50% over it. Uh, I'm currently 90% over it. Uh, probably. It still just sticks both, with
1: me. Both highly inflated numbers.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, because like, you know, when the question earlier that Zach earlier, like asking us which thing we wrote and like, we enjoyed writing more this year uh, of you know, the two scripts. I still really, really like the one that I turned in last year. And just it just sticks with me that it didn't get, me any further because i really enjoy those characters and everything and i had the most fun writing that thing
0: can does any of the feedback that you got keith from particularly this round because you feel like you got the most constructive feedback can you look back on that script and apply any of it to it that one no no no, that was the perfect script
2: for for me yes i the the feedback that that was negative in that one it was somebody who did not read the full thing Yeah.
0: okay i'm sorry.
2: There, no, the, the other feedback I got was there was no, there wasn't telling anything so that bitch. was, there wasn't anything super useful <laughs> in that. Like I said, this year I have things where I can go, okay, instead of telling people how the camera's going right, you don't have to do that. So I can just leave that out. I always for some reason think it needs to be there and I can cut back and not have to describe every little nitpicky detail of things. When it doesn't really need to be there and that is something that will help me i think a lot going forward i guarantee next year round one i'm gonna get people saying you should have described things a little bit more maybe uh show us how the camera moved around probably be the first feedback i get but you know it's it's i have something useful now but those things i don't think i would have applied to last year's because i don't think that was an issue maybe the describing and, and description thing probably would because i i try to do a decent amount of that but I didn't do as much camera jumping around last year.
0: All right. It was just an honest question. I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) No, it's fair. It's fair. Okay. Now I'm back at 75% over it.
0: For me, my favorite part was just what just happened. Uh, (laughs)